you guys know the drill this is the howl fit perspective welcome back to another episode or maybe this is your first time listening welcome to the howl fit perspective we're happy to have you today's episode is going to be a quick little q a so i have a few questions from my instagram a few from facebook and a few one or two from tiktok but before we jump into those questions i want to give you a little heads up on these upcoming episodes so last episode i asked you guys's opinion on you know the episode duration if you guys like the shorter you know 10 minute or so episodes i actually got some pretty good feedback on that so i'm thinking i'm going to keep the majority of these episodes right around that 10 minute mark you know there will be some that will go longer once i start bringing guests on and different things but for the most part we'll stick right around 10 minutes or so But with that said, let's jump into these questions real quick. So question number one reads, what is your stretching routine like? And first off, I'm probably the worst person to ask this because I'm bad. I don't stretch. I'm not super, well, I guess I do occasionally. Like I have a client that I train just at a park close to our house here and I'll make him stretch because I'm a good coach and that's what good coaches do a good stretch post workout and so I'll stretch with him but other than that like I I train my clients better than I train myself so I'm not a good stretcher my wife is a yoga instructor so occasionally you know I'll get down and I'll do a little yoga with her but not a big stretcher I need to do it more so in other words I'm sorry I'm not a good person to ask about stretching but If you find the answer, let me know, and maybe I should have you coach me on stretching. Question two, what does creatine do? So if you guys follow along to what I put out there, you probably know that I do recommend creatine. It's something that I think pretty much everyone can benefit from. My grandma actually takes it, so shout out to Gma. But creatine does have... A lot of benefits outside of just getting jacked which is one of the best benefits of it i will admit really though it does help with preventing neurological disease it helps with brain function different things that aren't necessarily building muscle um pretty much how it works the quick little short version that isn't including all the science behind it is it essentially just recycles energy in your cells So if you do remember, back in biology class, there is a molecule called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. It gets broken down and used as energy and converted into something called ADP. And creatine is able to attach with ADP and convert it back into ATP so it can be reused as energy. So it is pretty, it's a cool process. And I do honestly believe most people can benefit from it there are some people that are actually creatine non-responders so creatine is already naturally in your body and some people already just have a supply that they don't need more and so some people don't benefit from it whatsoever so there are some people that actually don't need to supplement with creatine but it is one of the safest one of the most well-researched supplements out there It's actually proven to work, unlike 99% of other supplements. You always got those supplement salesmen that are pretty good at selling you 
making you making supplements sound all magical and when it comes down to it even creatine you know it's not going to make a huge difference you still have to be following the foundational principles of whatever you're trying to accomplish but it is a supplement that works it will supplement your progress so that is the quick little rundown on creatine question number three how do i get rid of belly fat so this is a pretty common question it's one of the wonders out there on the internet everyone's looking how to lose belly fat and really what it comes down to is being in a calorie deficit burning more calories than you eat consistently over a long period of time there are specific areas on each person that are a bit more stubborn than others you know men typically hold fat more in their midsection whereas women typically hold it more in like their legs arms buttocks if you will so it's something that you can't really control where your body stores its fat but it will eventually come off by being in that calorie deficit for long enough there's not really a way to target a specific body part that's one of the biggest myths out there is that you know doing crunches is going to target your belly fat when it does not work like that you have to be in that calorie deficit over a long period of time and it will eventually come off so that is how you burn belly fat okay on to the next question it says do you think people blame everything but themselves for being fat wow this one is a bit deep for this podcast episode but i'm gonna go into it because i think it is something that we all need to realize i think the short answer to this question is for the most part yes people do tend to blame everything but themselves for being fat just like you know if i were to go out and get in a car accident right now i would probably naturally want to believe that it wasn't my fault and i would probably you know unless it was blatantly like a t-bone somebody but like if it was like a little bit on the edge i'd be like no that wasn't my fault just like you know most people would but i think that's kind of a natural human tendency i don't think we like to take responsibility for something that's a little bit hard to accept I know I'm that way with many things in my life. Like if I if I don't have discipline with something or, you know, I skip a workout or whatever, something simple like that, I tend to subconsciously, I kind of tell myself, oh, well, this happened and this got in the way. It's not really my fault. You know, there's always something else going on that I can push it off on and blame it on. And I think subconsciously, we naturally tell ourselves this so often that we do eventually start to believe it. And honestly, it's kind of a hard question to answer because I don't want to offend people. But also, you know, I want to be real with with what I think. And I do think when it comes down to it, 99% of the time, it is under our control. Our body weight is under our control. Obviously, there are those factors that make it a little more difficult or whatever but naturally we will want to put that off on something else just like anything else in our lives so short answer to that question is yeah i think a lot of people do blame everything but themselves for being fat but it is somewhat natural so last question here i do cardio after my workout so i can eat more food will that hurt my progress this is a good question 
I tend to see cardio as kind of a tool to use in a scenario like that. So, you know, obviously cardio is great to do for your heart health, for your cardiovascular cardiovascular health. Gosh, that's a cardiovascular health, baby. Obviously, it's a good thing to do. You know, it is a healthy thing to do. But in solely in fat loss, it can be a good tool for generating a calorie deficit, specifically when your hunger levels are high and you would much rather do a little extra activity compared to, you know, increasing or decreasing your food intake. So say like with my clients, a lot of the time I give them the option, you know, say their, their weight has plateaued for weeks and weeks, and it actually legitimately is time to increase their calorie deficit. I give them the option, you know, would you rather add in, you know, 10 minutes of cardio after each of your training sessions? Typically, it's light cardio to start. It's nothing like crazy right off the bat. Or would you rather decrease your food by 150 calories a day? Something like that. And it kind of gives you the option to where you can pick and choose whatever sounds worse at the time. You probably want to stay away from. So if your hunger levels are high, I think doing cardio is a great option to generate that calorie deficit. You don't have to generate the deficit from reducing your food intake, I would honestly argue that it would be better to have a moderation of the two so you're not going excessive on your energy expenditure through cardio and you're not just restricting your food intake. You kind of have a balance. So short answer to that is no, I don't think that will hurt your progress whatsoever. I think that is a good idea specifically if you are feeling hungry and you would rather do a little cardio compared to decreasing your food intake. So those are all of the questions for today's episode. And look at that. We're right at 10 minutes. I timed it perfectly and I didn't even try. Wowza. I'm a podcast expert at this point. I'll probably be doing more of these Q&As though. I kind of like them because it's like we're not just talking about one thing the whole time. We get a little variety in there and I dig variety. So You know, if you do have questions, recommendations for future episodes, just shoot me a message on Instagram at Howell underscore fit or, you know, wherever you can find me, just shoot me a message and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening.